You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Workshops That Wow, my online course that walks you through planning, promoting, and presenting your first filled-up yoga workshop step-by-step. Find out more at teachingyoga.net slash wow. That's teachingyoga.net slash W-O-W. Now let's jump into talking about why your marketing isn't working and how to fix it. If you've ever had to cancel a yoga workshop because not enough people signed up, or if you would love to offer privates, but have no idea how to get people to register for them, If you are doing all the things to market your classes, your workshops, and your events, and it is not having the effect that you were hoping for, today's episode is for you. First of all, I want you to know that you are not alone. Most yoga teachers struggle with marketing, at least some of the time, and we all feel that what we're offering is so valuable that it's kind of surprising that more people aren't taking us up on our offers. But the thing is, if we're not talking about what we offer in the right way, it's just not going to land with people. And if your marketing is not landing with people, chances are that it's either not clear enough, not compelling enough, or both. Probably both. Marketing that is clear makes it incredibly obvious who each offering is for and what it does. Compelling marketing means that you're touching on topics, problems, and desires that are really important and top of mind to your intended audience. And I use that term intended audience very specifically because no message is going to be both clear and compelling to every single person in the world. Clear and compelling marketing comes from having two things dialed in. One is specificity and two is insight. And in order to be very specific, we do have to choose a target population. Many people think of target market or target population as being the same thing as niche, but they're not actually quite the same. Your target market is part of the concept of niche, but it's not the entire thing. A niche is a target market plus a compelling problem or desire. And then the way that you talk about it needs to reflect your insights and your understanding of the people and how they think about this problem or this goal or desire that they have. So how do you get there? How do you get from target market to niche? And where does the insight come from? It does not come from your yoga practice. It does not come from your own brain, and it's not downloaded in a flash moment of inspiration. Your insight comes from a systematic approach to what we would call market research, meaning that you need to sit down with people who are in your target market and have real conversations with them, where you seek to understand them and their motivations on a deeper level. Here's a framework that'll help you to see how these pieces fit together. So you start with a target market, a population, an idea of who you want to work with. Then you sit down with them and you have conversations. This is the market research. What you learn during those conversations helps you to create programs and offerings 
that either solve a problem or fulfill a desire. And they also help you to talk about what you offer using language that your target market understands, that the people that you want to work with are going to be able to relate to and resonate with. Now, there's a few places where people tend to get tripped up here, so I'm going to go through them one by one to help you avoid these common roadblocks. The first is choosing a target market, which we've already talked about is not the same, not the complete picture of a niche, but it's the beginning of a niche. However, as much as we wish we could speak to everyone and include everyone, Any marketing expert that you talk to is going to emphasize the importance of knowing who you're talking to. So putting a stake in the ground and saying, this is who I'm trying to attract, it's just a fundamental piece of effective marketing. What I do like to remind yoga teachers though, is that just because you're speaking to one population doesn't mean that other people outside of that population aren't going to hear you and hear your message and be attracted to it anyway. So you are not necessarily excluding people by choosing a target market. And you're also not married to that target market. You're allowed to evolve it and you're allowed to pivot. So sometimes taking on a target market temporarily as an experiment makes it a little bit easier to swallow. The next place that people tend to get tripped up is in thinking that they already understand their target market perhaps because they're targeting people who are very much like they were at an earlier stage of their life. And even though, yes, it is a shortcut to choose a target market of people who you're very much similar to, it is not a replacement for doing the actual market research. The reason for that is we cannot unlearn what we know. And so we're always going to be approaching the problem from an overly sophisticated standpoint when we have something to teach. So we really need to go back to the source, the true source, which is the people who are now struggling with the problem. And that's how you're going to learn how to help them better. Finally, the third place that can be challenging for people with this is a resistance to really taking on the market research as a project. If you really want to learn how to create clear and compelling marketing, then you need to carve out time and make market research a priority. Before I started the podcast, I knew that I wanted to serve yoga teachers in a deeper and more comprehensive way. So I did start out with that target audience already chosen. I did not start out with the idea for a podcast or the intention to create an online course about how to plan, promote, and present a yoga workshop. That and all the other offerings I have available came directly from the market research that I did. One of my own mentors is Rachel Cook from the Promote Yourself to CEO podcast. And she is the one who challenged me to have 100 conversations with yoga teachers. At the beginning, I did not know where those conversations were going to lead. I made the commitment to listen to their stories to listen to their dreams and listen to their challenges. It was over the course of these conversations, it took me about four months, that the inspiration for the podcast was planted. The yoga teachers that I spoke with were so hungry for community and for in-depth discussions about the full spectrum of yoga. 
So these conversations were incredibly inspiring. And once I got the idea for the podcast, which was about a third of the way through the project, I pretty much started working on it right away. I stayed committed to the project of the market research conversations and I completed that project, but I actually launched the podcast a little bit before I finished the last conversation. Once I started the podcast, that kind of took over as the structure for an ongoing commitment to continue listening to the yoga teachers in my world. I am always paying attention to the words that my audience of yoga teachers uses to describe their struggles, their challenges, and their dreams, the questions that they're asking and how they express themselves. All of this continues to go into both what I choose to present on the podcast and also what I'm teaching in my paid offerings and even refining as I go, making those paid offerings more and more helpful, more and more effective. So I started with a more limited scope project, although a pretty big one of a hundred conversations, but ultimately market research is an ongoing project. The cool thing about it is that the very active listening is what keeps me inspired to continue creating content and programs to serve people. I'm getting better and better at describing my programs so that yoga teachers have more clarity about whether or not they're a good fit for their needs and their goals. If you are committed to creating effective, clear, compelling marketing, but 100 conversations seems just overwhelming and daunting, 100 is an arbitrary number. It doesn't have to be that many. Having a number as a goal is a good way to kickstart developing insight around what marketing is going to be compelling to the people you're trying to reach. But the true goal is to continue listening to your people for as long as you continue to teach. Feel free to start with five or 10 conversations, especially if you're just starting out as a teacher. One of the things I've noticed with this podcast is I have a lot of teachers who are just starting out or even in teacher training listening. And a lot of my business and marketing advice is more geared for teachers who have been teaching for three to five years, let's say. So if you're just starting out and anything I say sounds overwhelming, you can file it away for later, or you can start with just a little chunk. Now, if you have been teaching for five years or more, or you're teaching full time and you're not getting the traction that you were hoping for with your marketing, I want to challenge you to take on a bigger number. If you're serious about making an impact with your teaching, then why not commit to hundred conversations? If you want to defy the odds and make a sustainable living teaching yoga, and it's not working now, you need to do something different and you need to do more than what most people are willing to do. Committing to those first 100 conversations was the beginning of a sea change for me in the way that I viewed myself and what I believed myself to be capable of. If you're interested in taking on this challenge, but you have questions, you don't know how to ask people to have conversations or what to say to them during the conversation, I cover a ton of this inside my online course, Workshops That Wow. When I was creating Workshops That Wow, I sat down and I asked myself, what does it really take to be successful at offering workshops? I believe market research is a missing piece for many, many yoga teachers. So I decided to include it inside Workshops That Wow. It's that important. 
Now, the way that I present it inside workshops that wow is specific to workshops. So the process is actually a little bit simpler and more focused than my full 100 conversations project was. And that makes it a great place to start learning how to do this, especially if you're a newer teacher and you're not ready to commit to a niche. You can definitely get started on market research without a niche when you're talking about a specific offering like a workshop. And inside Workshops That Wow, I actually include a script with the exact questions to ask your students. So it makes the process a lot easier. It's a big shortcut in figuring out how to actually go about doing this. If you're interested in learning more about Workshops That Wow, you can go to teachingyoga.net slash wow to get on the wait list and be the first to hear the next time registration opens. If you're listening to this episode soon after it releases in the spring of 2020, registration for the next session of Workshops That Wow is gonna open on April 24th. Either way though, the link to learn more is teachingyoga.net slash W-O-W. Whether or not you end up taking Workshops That Wow, If you want to make your marketing clear and compelling, you need to listen to your students. I really hope that message has sunk in, and I also hope you feel inspired to start formalizing your commitment to having these conversations. Let us know what you learn on the Yoga Teacher Resource Facebook group. If you're not yet a member, you can join at teachingyoga.net slash join. And if you liked this episode, come back next week for an on-air coaching call with a yoga teacher who's having a hard time getting her students to register for workshops. During the call, we figure out why some of her workshops get more registrations than others and how she can use that information to market her future workshops more effectively. As always, thank you for listening and don't get so excited about marketing that you forget about your personal practice.